everyone and welcome back to the K-Coaching Podcast where we discuss all things health, fitness and mindset is with the very Mav Maeve. Well, Maeve. real name Maeve McGann. But Maeve McGann, who is a holistic fitness coach who I met, I'd say three days ago now, isn't it Maeve? Yeah, it feels like three years ago. Though. Yeah, it's, mad. it's honestly mad. So basically, I have been working in Hungry Land Bali since I got here. The place with the pancakes. If you watch my Instagram story, you know. Like, if you watch my Instagram story, you know the place with the pancakes. And that's where I've been working ever since. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And Maeve, do you want to kind of talk about Well, how? I am also obsessed with the pancakes. <laughs> like, it's, you know, some might say it's an unhealthy obsession. I beg to differ. Like, it brought us together. It honestly did. Like, we, we, we're we, both chocoholics as well, yeah, like, every day. Yeah, we're both chocoholics as well, which is actually insane. But, like, we bonded over the pancakes in Hungry La. So, Maeve, do you want to introduce yourself a small bit for the, those who don't know you? Yeah, for sure. So, I, as I said, or as Kate said, I'm an online holistic fitness coach. So, what that means, essentially, is my focus for me personally and my life and my clients isn't just to do with looking good. Um, and essentially, that epiphany moment for me started about a year ago um, when I probably looked my best and I just had a terrible relationship with myself, like lacking self-love, like no tomorrow. So yeah, I woke up that day and never looked back. And since then, have been massively focusing on healing my inner child, like spirituality is a massive component of my coaching so my slogan is <laughs> meditate move and manifest which is essentially Love mind it. body and spirit so yeah that's what holistic fitness means to me and my clients yeah that's that is idea. absolutely amazing and um, like what is so nice as well I suppose is that like I'm actually only getting to know all of this now mm. because Maeve and I like obviously we've <laughs> chatted and stuff but we literally only met three days ago so I know. and anytime actually, something came up we were like wait no keep it for the podcast <laughs> it was so funny so this morning we oh were this morning we woke up and we were going to revolver for coffee before we were training legs in the body factory and what were we even talking about that we were like no 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 keep that for the podcast. oh yeah i remember yeah so this good thing go. you remember because yeah, no, i don't remember anything yeah so basically um Maeve had a suitcase with her and I was like oh my god thank god like Maeve was like going around with this, all her stuff in a suitcase yeah. and I do that at home so anyone who knows me knows that like I go around with a suitcase like that's how I bring my stuff around like if I'm going somewhere for a night I have a suitcase and everyone thinks I'm mad but I'm like it's the easiest way to get things around like you know what I mean if I'm going somewhere even like for a day and I need loads of stuff with me why would I bring gear back that I have to absolutely chug oh. around when I could just wheel it and like everyone's like oh Kate the drama queen again needs a big suitcase like that's what they'd be saying at home but I'm like and then I no, met Maeve a revolver and Maeve had a suitcase but I made a joke about it yesterday and she yeah. was like no do it so I was like yeah okay I'm, I'm gonna do it I'm gonna have a suitcase yeah because yeah. we had a job back day we were going we have so much on the, today we were going to train legs first and then we were going straight from there to get food and then straight from food to here yeah it doesn't so. sound like a lot but we were up at half five on a Saturday yeah. Yeah, um, I actually. might sound also, this isn't really what I sound like. I'm a little bit huskier than normal because my immune system isn't great. But yeah, I don't know if this is, do I come no, across like, no, okay. really. no, you're actually you fine. Yeah, no, you're I can't, actually fine. You know, when you hear yourself in your head and you're like, yeah. I sound way worse. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. If that's okay. okay. So what brought you to Bali in the first place? When did, when did you first oh. get to Bali? <laughs> okay. So yeah, 
Um, this is an interesting question and answer. Okay. Um, so I was here earlier this year. Um, and that was your first time ever coming here? First time ever coming to Bali. And was there any, like, all, like, did you always, like, did you have, like, a dream that you wanted to go to Bali? Or was it kind of impromptu? So a few years back, I basically lived in Australia for a year when I was studying in one of my years, like my study abroad year in college. And I always wanted to go to Bali, but I didn't want to half-ass it. Like I wanted to do it properly because I knew it was beautiful. Um, And we were doing like Vietnam, New Zealand. Like I wanted to do everywhere properly. I didn't want to just like do it for the gram. I wanted to fully experience it. Yeah. Um, So I always wanted to go. And I've already seen like the Instagram pics and things. I was like, this looks cool. Yeah. But... This year in particular, like, has been a massive whirlwind. So I never actually planned to come to Bali. Um, this is why I'm saying it's an interesting question. My boyfriend at the time um, moved for his job. And I actually just came over here. This is something I'm going to be talking about on my own platform a bit more yeah. in detail. But just to summarize, he came over here. I visited him after, like, a month. Stayed for two weeks initially. Um, long story short, <laughs> stayed for two months. Then went back to Ireland and spent like four or five months um, working on behind the scenes of launching my own online coaching. Amazing and then me. I just knew, because I met so many inspiring people out here doing this and I always wanted that lifestyle. Like just doing to their do own, my own thing dream. and push. Yeah, like, actually the opposite of... Believing in themselves. Yeah, I suppose like as Irish people, you know, oh, everyone... You know. Yeah, like everyone can kind of relate with this that like yeah. it's just... I don't know, like, it is a narrow-mindedness at home that, like, you know, get get the degree first, get your safety net, and then do what you want to do kind of thing. You know, it's like... Yeah, and there is logic to it. There is logic, like, of I always course. have those degrees to of fall course. back on. Of course, But I never... Talk about it. Talk about your degrees. Yeah. So, what do you have, like, what did you go and study in college? So, I... I don't know, like, I never considered myself a nerd, but I think looking back, I was because <laughs> I approached everything since fifth year onwards in school, like, super intensively, like, all my close friends would know this, gave, that's what I mean by, like, my perfectionism, like, when I want to do something, I give it 110%, so, yeah, I studied global business in Trinity for four years, and that Amazing. was a brand new course at the time, so okay. it's one of those, like, up and coming ones. Um, and did it. you enjoy it? I enjoyed the challenge of it, I didn't go out, like I didn't have much of like a university lifestyle because yeah, I was in the library I. so much. Um, and I look back with, you know, fond memories. Like I have some really close friends still from that course, like, you know, yeah. friends for life. But yeah. apart from that, like I didn't really socialize as much as I probably want, wanted to. Like yeah, I didn't I feel, I felt guilty because I, I wanted I to always get, get first class every year. Okay. Even though like it didn't really matter. So guys, just piece of advice, don't sell your soul for things that aren't important in the grand scheme of things. Because I look back now and I'm like, that was three years of the four years that I didn't need. Like, you know, discipline is good. Yeah. But there is a balance. And this is where I'm trying to like incorporate balance into my life now. And it's yeah. hard. It's okay. really hard to unlearn. It is. I suppose if you are someone who is a perfectionist, maybe I can't even imagine how it must feel like... My, I was telling you about my best friend Sophie. My best friend Sophie is also also reminds me a lot of Maeve in that sense yeah. because Maeve was telling me that she suffered a lot with like kind of imposter syndrome, which we all do. But I can tell that Maeve's 
was actually quite like Sophie's and I know Sophie won't mind me saying yeah. this but she she just found it really difficult to get over that kind of imposter syndrome making her post so perfect all of the time and then once she kind of crossed that bridge and she got over it herself she did a lot of work and got over it she was like oh yeah it's fine it like and I can st- still yeah. tell it's definitely still part of her is, but yeah. you can deal with it better it's funny like even when we were recording in the gym my shorts were like kind of rolled down and Maeve's oh, like yeah. okay your shorts just like Joe fix them and I was like that's something that I wouldn't even see I know. but like I didn't know if that was like Maeve you. could see which was so like it's so funny like, it, it's different like, it's a, but it's a critical eye like that that applies to me too but like Honestly, like I'm doing that myself. I'm but like, that's oh. so good though. Like that's in ways you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, it's it's you just have to be careful with it. And in my case, just to go back to the imposter syndrome point, I was as I said the high, the top of my class every year. I did a master's in it for crying out loud, and I went into my first job, and still didn't think I was good enough. So this sense of you know discipline, incredible. Apply it with care. That's all I would say because. I was so hard on myself, like no matter how many times people told me I was intelligent, pretty, like any of these things, like I just didn't, I would accept it and I'd be like, that's what people think of me, but, but that wasn't what I internally thought. It's like your ego believed in it, but like my inner child didn't believe it, I guess. And Maeve, what, like, what steps did you start taking to kind of help you with this like perfectionism? Like what were the steps that you kind of took action yeah. towards it? What advice would you try and give other people who are going through, going similar through something similar? Yeah, because I'm a lot of like my posts and stuff, I talk about perfectionism. I'm not sure how common it is. Like I like to think that it's not just me, but I I do yeah. think a lot of people suffer with it, right? I think a lot of people suffer with it. But like in syndrome. silence, whereas I'm really open about Definitely it. Definitely in silence. Like yeah. a lot of things. Even when I came to Bali first, I, I've said this a couple of times, and I think I've said it on the podcast, where I felt so out of my comfort zone, so unsettled. Cut, like wasn't meeting people. I was like, oh my God, like, is there something wrong with me? Why does no one want to be of friends with me? You're so do I spell? Well. I was like, honestly, <laughs> I would talk. Now that you say it. a wall. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> like, I would honestly talk to a wall. And I was like, honestly, so far thrown by that, that I wasn't yeah. connecting with anyone, that I wasn't making friends. I was like, I don't belong here. And that's how I felt. And I was, oh my God, I'm going to have to go home. Like, it was honestly heartbreaking. Imagine yeah, you went home we never met. I know. That it's, breaks my heart. It's honestly, honestly insane. Then, once I started talking to loads of people about how I felt, because I wear my heart on my sleeve, oh, yes. I can't hold my pee. Me too. That's why we get yeah, on so yeah. well. We're so transparent with each other. Like, like I, I can't not be... Like, sometimes I wish I could just hold it back. Slightly, no. But I can't. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and me I was too. just t- telling everyone how I felt. I was like, is there something wrong with me? Just tell me. <laughs> like, And then I'd say the more I was being open about it, I'd say people were like, this girl is not okay. But... Everyone I talked to about it, everyone was experiencing the same thing. And I was like, why doesn't anyone talk about it? And then people are embarrassed. Yeah. People are embarrassed. Ego. Yeah. People ego. are embarrassed to talk about it because they're like, I don't want to come onto my stories and be like, I could make friends in Bali. So everyone makes Bali out to be this thing where it's like, oh my God, you just meet people straight away and you connect with people straight away and it's absolutely amazing and it's this and it's that. Yes, for some people, that is how it is. Mm. And some people connect with people straight away. But for me, it wasn't like that. And for a lot of other people, it wasn't like that either. And they did feel the discomfort that I was feeling. But no one 
talked about it. So I suppose it's the exact same maybe Maeve, with imposter syndrome that like mm. a lot of people might go through it but might be open about it. Yeah, and I think my issue is that I've always been so, not issue, but I think the reason that I think sometimes that I'm on my own in this is because I'm so vocal about it. And like, cause I've always been an open book. Like you can look at me once and you'll know exactly what I'm feeling. And that's why we get on so well. Yeah. Cause like we were both hangry earlier, like after yeah, our leg we session. Yeah, we were both like, don't and, like, talk to We just knew straight away. You're like, don't even like look at me the wrong don't way Don't talk right to now. me. <laughs> Please don't talk to me right now. Guys, I was so hungry because you had even longer to wait though yeah. than me. I had my protein pancakes half down once yeah, she arrived. Yeah, so basically we got a protein, Maeve got his protein shake after the gym. I literally took it off yeah. her and went straight to the hairdressers. And oh my God, like thank God the hairdresser wasn't be able to speak to me because Russian. he didn't speak English. <laughs> thank God, because I would not have been able to speak back because I was honestly so hangry. Like, yeah. Or if he was Indo because like, they're so sweet and you don't yeah, want to ever be rude to them. so cute, but like I was like, Balinese. honestly, near tears, I was so hungry and then I got my pancakes and then me, me and I were like, okay, we could talk now. Yeah. We're like, do you want to talk about the podcast? Yeah, because like, okay? the podcast is within like an hour we're like, we need to start like chatting about this. Um, but yeah, to go back to how the, the advice because yeah. I actually sidetracked Taking, myself. It's fine. I do, that action on, I do that all the time. Actioning it is a journey and a half. I think personally my journey has been a really rocky one, like really the opposite of linear curved, whatever that is, fluctuating. Yeah. Like, Ooh. yeah. Because like I've had these like mini epiphanies over the years that I had a lot of work on, you know, to do with self-love and inner child wounding that I needed to work on and heal because I have you know seen I'd be like I'm as I said very honest I'm not afraid to admit it I've seen therapists over the years like and on and off something to be no not at all but yeah. I've just never spoken about it but yeah. I've seen I think since first year of secondary school because I had also like you know like most girls going through like all girls boarding school had okay. some challenges okay. Wow, so okay. yeah so I just I've seen one or two I think maybe even three during that because I just never clicked but I would say one thing is don't try do it alone because at least initially as well I think you do need a lot of guidance into where you need to focus on and that's what my most recent therapist helped me with um I actually found her on better health which is a really good resource if you're looking for um an online service as well because obviously I'm based in Bali so I can't really have yeah. in person and yeah. you also get a month free so oh, that's amazing. yeah it's, it's accessible so I would basically I'd start there and then from there what I did personally was I'm from my background in college like undergrad masters I finessed the research game okay so I know how to like research things yeah and like educate myself on that so like things that I found interesting I would like delve into a little bit more but then there is the the risk of that only thing I'd say is you can have a tendency then to like intellectualize your emotions, which is something that I definitely do. Yeah, I'm like, I I, I'm you. able to speak on it so well and then sometimes not Actually let myself take, feel them. Yeah. Like the emotions. Yeah, I get you. So like by that, do you mean instead of like letting yourself go through what you're going through, mm -hmm. you're trying to Fix almost it. rationalize it yeah. and be like, okay, so this is the feeling. Mm -hmm. How can I take action towards it now to fix it? Perfectionism. Yeah. When it comes to healing. Yeah. Like this is what like awareness is so important because like I catch myself doing it now and like yeah, there's just there's so many ways around it, but working like I think working with someone as well as doing your own work. Like I also do inner child like healing 
techniques like talk about that a bit more maybe like the inner child healing like yeah for me now like I yeah, actually mean to you? I honestly inner child healing from just I've never like I've heard the term right turn around yeah but to me that kind of means if you just from hearing the term if you have had any sort of trauma growing up as a kid mm-hmm and you haven't looked back on it or dealt with it so yeah and it's like every that that basically there's different variations or like definitions of it but okay. that's, that's a really good summary to a certain extent because essentially no matter how incredible an upbringing you have or had there's going to be micro traumas and you know significant traumas and some worse than others but nonetheless have an effect on your nervous system and essentially, in my case, it's kind of weird to actually speak about this so you openly. Don't have to, no, you but don't I, have no, I, I, no, I want to. Okay, That's the thing. Okay. But I've actually never spoken about it publicly yet. Um, Take but it's your something time. that like, I, you don't, you don't I want to. to share. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like for me, I think a massive common denominator in all of my personal challenges in life, let's say, all kind of stem from a fear of abandonment. So this is what I mean by inner child healing. So it always okay. goes back to something that you experienced. Growing as, up as a child during your formative and like developmental years, and in my case, like as I said, and this is just to disclaim, no hate to my parents. They <laughs> raised me so well, and I'm so grateful for everything they did. But because I went to an all girls boarding school and I was not at home for like those significant years of my life, and also my dad travelled a lot for his job. Okay, like so he lived in another country okay, basically, and um, okay. just things like that. I think if you look into it more. That's where my personal fear of abandonment comes from. And then that translates then to romantic relationships as well as platonic okay. like friendships and self-sabotage. And yeah, so I think just oh, self-awareness. Oh my God, it's the game changer. And then from there, you just work towards... Just being self-aware of it can really, really oh, help massive. you. Yeah. Because I was operating for years, not understanding. Like I'd look back and I'd be like, oh, like I wish I was still friends with X, Y, and Z. And I was like not understanding what happened until yeah. like I re- took the time the last year to reflect on like the common like the theme a theme yeah, there and it was usually you, rooted mate. in self-sabotage I get from you. a fear of abandonment being like okay. they're gonna leave me anyway yeah, so I'll so, just yeah which sounds sad and it is <laughs> it is but like actually what's very interesting me coming from my perspective on that yeah um yeah, being the, aware around your emotions is that's very interesting first of all about like inner child work and stuff like that and I do think being aware around your emotions in general I do feel as though like I would be aware of things that did happen when I was younger mm. and um, kind of had to look back on them and realize that that was they could they were a possible trigger for my eating disorder for my binge eating disorder mm-hmm. but where I can kind of relate to you on that is um my emotional eating so bin- binge eating and emotional eating are completely different things binge eating is where you have a loss of control and that's what I suffered with a binge eating disorder where it's an out-of-body experience you cannot control the amount of food you're eating in such a short space of time it doesn't have to be like that. There's all different like um, variations of it. Like there's all different, yeah, all different like spectrums yeah. you could say of it. But for me, it was like thousands upon thousands of calories within a short space of time. And 
a lot of the time it came from me not being aware around my emotions. So you could mm-hmm. say there is like... Disassociation. Um, yeah, yeah. So you could say there's a difference between emotional eating and binge eating, but a lot of it came from me not being aware around the emotions I was feeling. So a lot of the time, basically once I learned how to regulate my emotions, I became self-aware of them, realized what the triggers were. So for me, a lot of it was loneliness, which is mad because when once I figured out it was loneliness, it was a bit mad because I'm so independent and I'm so extroverted and yeah, I'd never be on my, yeah, complete difference, mm. complete difference. And so for me, it was loneliness and it would happen at the same time every evening. And once I became self-aware of that emotion that I was feeling, I was able to fill that void and that emptiness with something other than food. Because I realized that food wasn't serving me anymore. It was actually self-sabotage mm. through food. Yeah. So once I figured out that food wasn't serving me, it was actually a form of self-sabotage, I was able to fill the void with other things. And it that sounds very like a very simplistic version of it. It was obviously very difficult. Yeah, it's a journey, right? It's a journey. Yeah. But essentially what we're saying is being self-aware of your emotions and being able to regulate and manage your emotions is really, really important throughout your entire life. Oh, like... And how you react to things. And, like, this is what it comes back. I find this stuff so fascinating. Like, yeah. nervous system regulation yeah. is, like... Oh, I just can't get enough of it. Because it's basically been a game changer for me, personally. Going back to, like, um, what we were talking about earlier. So, in my case, I also used to suffer some really poor stress management. And I'd get really... Flustered. So we were talking about this pre-podcast. So yeah, that we were, I was actually very flustered. Yeah. Um, and I get flustered quite easily. But the thing is, is being self-aware of it. So yeah. I would still sometimes emotionally eat. That's normal. Yeah. But it's okay once you're self-aware of it. Again, I came up to me after um, getting my hair done and I was up in a heap. I was so flustered. Sweat dripping down my back. I was like... <sighs> Yeah. But I knew, I knew that I was doing that and I knew I was in a stressed state and I knew I couldn't eat straight away either because my digestive system would have been in bits yeah. if I tried to eat on top of that sensation. So I sat down, took a couple of deep breaths, relaxed, and then by the time my food came out, I was fine and I was able to eat it slowly and mindfully. So, oh, but that's so interesting as well because then it links back, right? Remember you were saying about stress and yeah. you knew it would be not digest well? So there's a massive, as I said, my focus on my own personal research for my coaching is like nervous system regulation, but also Amazing. gut health. Amazing. And the two combined, key to healing yourself, like mentally, physically, everything. So that's why it's like so important to me as a holistic coach. So literally, you're so right. Had you eaten in that state when you're stressed, like cortisol pumping through your body, like your gut health just basically suffers. And that's why for me, going back to the stress management point, like becoming more resilient as a person from practicing like breath work, um, meditation, mindfulness practices, like ranging from gratitude to like self-love practices, which I know might seem airy-fairy and See, cringy as that hell. is the thing. But it is and it isn't because I am a different person because of it. Well, so what would you rather be cringy yourself initially or like transform your whole life? Maybe. Like, Honestly, this is actually mad. Okay, so obviously we don't know each other that well, but like yeah. that is literally what I did to get through my eating disorder. Oh god, I amazing. honestly, guys, practicing gratitude—you have no idea how much 
that helped me everything. in getting over my eating disorder. I'm studying EIQ nutrition and there was a study that they brought up about practicing gratitude. And they basically took a group over two weeks, okay? Literally only over two weeks. And this was a group that was dieting. So it was like gratitude while dieting. And they took a small group over two weeks and got them to practice gratitude. Over the two weeks, they had reduced disordered eating habits. They had greater body satisfaction. They were happier in themselves overall. And their food preoccupation was so much lower, even though they were only dieting. Over two weeks. It's crazy. Like, because honestly, like, bef- I'm so glad we're meeting now as yeah, well. Can I just say? because honestly. But had we met when I was last in Bali, even. Like, even though this journey for me, as I said, it's been like this. A whirlwind. Like, I was the negativity mindset that I had towards myself and life was like, I didn't see, I just, I just, I, but I also just didn't understand why other people weren't seeing things, how I was seeing things like catastrophizing was my thing. Like it was terrible. Give give me an example. Like, Oh, like that's what I mean about stress management. So like, because I was so hard on myself when it came to college or anything, like held myself to such a ridiculously high and unattainable standard, I would just, catastrophize and like it's somewhat learned I will say um because also goes back to like the gut health chat like your gut and like the microbiome your the yeah, microorganisms yeah. you are based what you get or like what grows in you as you are born and you grow up is based off your mother's gut health and the microorganisms that she has okay. so if she is a stressed person this is not to say my mother is, but in, in, hy- you, yeah, in a hypothetical <laughs> situation, if she were to be, that then transfers onto you. So as a person, naturally, I've only ever known myself to be like, like always, everything I approached, like sports, I like gave it 110%, tennis, cricket, golf, like everything, hockey, like I wanted to be the best. Yeah. So then when it came to, I can't remember what I was talking about, but like just like regulating that stress, game changer and then practicing gratitude with that self-love just being I know it sounds cringy just being kind to yourself but that's what it like is. it is and I thought that that was all airy fairy I honestly it thought it like was it. all airy fairy until I had no other choice yeah I was still Preach. going through this binge restrict cycle that I'd been going through for years I absolutely hated myself I couldn't see an end to it um I was depressed I everything everything was suffering my relationship my um relationships with my family Everything, my friends, everything suffered. I had no social life. I couldn't go out. I couldn't do anything. I honestly, it just, I hit rock, rock, rock bottom. And it was until I had hit rock bottom that I was like, okay, I can actually try this. It was my last resort. I was like, okay, I'm going to try gratitude journaling, meditation, mindful eating, breathing exercises, um, letting go of control. So that was the hardest part, deleting my fitness pal, letting go of that Mm. control was really difficult. But even though it was the most difficult thing I've ever done, and I've spoken about my journey a lot on previous YouTube videos and stuff like that, if you want to go back and look on them. Um, Actually, my first YouTube video, and I have another one about me going through my binge eating disorder and stuff like that. But even though it was the hardest thing I had ever had to do, and I had to trust in it, I had to trust in something where I wasn't seen... I suppose, instant gratification from. Mm. So I had to trust in the fact that this airy fairy stuff was going to work. And it did. So... It's hard though, because initially, like, you actually do... 
like it's so hard to commit to it like and to be honest sometimes I still struggle like I haven't actually done my evening morning routines of oh my lord <laughs> hello for um, those listening and not watching we yeah just hit this one you get carried away like I'm is. fully forgetting we're chatting but like yeah I haven't done it the last few days but it's still a consistent part somewhat in my life and I think initially it's that consistency is like hard because you're like you expect you don't see the point you expect yeah. you're like I still feel like Same. shit yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why, why am I not a new person yeah. and it's because you have to rewire your freaking brain 24 years in my case 22 years in her case yeah. like it's not gonna happen overnight and I think that's it patience which we but none of us have yeah like, we're like, <laughs> because that's what happens when you are a driven person <laughs> you want instant results and Reem, that's not it's honestly like, mad when you just talk about like how you had to be the best and everything I was the same like in school like when I look back if I wasn't winning or I wasn't losing it I give up oh yeah that's what I mean I give up 110% like, or give up yeah I give up because yeah. I'd be like well if I can't win at it then what's, what's the, the point, point? <laughs> <laughs> I would like clearly it's still somewhat like something guys, we're still working on that's a form of self-sabotage <laughs> if I, I this is what I just did my post on yeah it's insane Girl. isn't it but like page. honestly what I started, perfectionism is the thief of joy. Isn't that it? No, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, What's the perfectionism, so perfectionism one? Like perfectionism. There's a quote on it. What is I it? I should probably know it, but I just know it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. What it's is not, it? It's, it's unattainable. All, it's unattainable. Perfectionism. What? I don't know. What's that quote? When I, when that I go movie? look it up. What movie? Um, it's all. What's I don't that? know, but I, that was just my. Authentic words. I love that. Um, but no. perfectionism is unattainable, I guess, is basically it is unattainable. what it is. And basically what I was trying to get across was with my Instagram, I was trying to make it all aesthetically pleasing and I was trying to make yeah. it um, perfect. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was still like... trying to make it all perfect until yeah. I realised consistency over perfection. That oh, is yeah. exactly what I was trying to say. Why didn't I just say that? Consistency over perfection. And I promised myself, I made myself a promise. And I don't know if you do this as well, if you make yourself a promise, you have to stick to it. Yes. Well, yeah. you're very good. I noticed that the other night we were like wrecked and she left me from this place called B-Work where we do co-working to go, a was it like at 9 p.m. to go to finish off your steps yeah. of the day? Because I wouldn't expect something. Like if amazing. I, if I told my clients to do, like I wouldn't expect... My clients do stuff I wouldn't do. Yeah, you can't. You have to practice you what have, you preach, right? Exactly, you have to practice yeah. what you preach. So yeah, I had to get it done. But I, I'm the type of person, if I do make a promise to myself, a genuine promise to myself, I cannot break it. Um, if I if I break the promise to myself, my confidence, my self-esteem, it's not worth it, essentially. So I made a promise to myself at the 1st of January that I would be, that I would post every single day. And I wouldn't... You post every day? So... It, on Instagram every I, day since January okay amazing. so not uh, there has been a few days here or there where I have missed but I had to stop being really hard Give or myself take. yeah because consistency over yeah perfection. consistency over perfection and there was a couple of days there here and there where like m mentally I just wasn't in the headspace to post um, or else I was like taking a break which is absolutely fine and I had to like be okay with that as well but 90% yeah. of the time since January I've posted every single day but the, my point about this is it's not clap clap Kate well done you posted every single day wow well done that's not the point yeah. the point is none of my posts were perfect but 
consistency over perfection and what you might think someone what you might think isn't that good someone else could hugely benefit from as well oh like it's so funny it's always the post that I actually I was saying this to one of our friends Kelsey at embracecoaching.ie Kelsey was in the last episode yeah so she's gonna be I'm following her um and she I can't remember what was I saying something about posting oh yeah I was like looking back at like you know my recent posts and I was like it's so funny like this one I didn't really think much about. This one I didn't think much about. And they did oh, that. they're the ones that got most like interaction, which from a you know business standpoint is important to see like what resonates with you guys. Nothing to, yeah, nothing to ego. It's just like, oh, they enjoy that. So yeah. that's something that, because obviously it's interesting to me too. I'll then fixate or focus more on. Yeah, that so people are like, learning from like. But that's because the reason why is because while I'm writing that caption, it's my thoughts to paper. There's no like editing, umming yeah. and ahhing, no like, oh, yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah, it's just weird. exactly what you're thinking in that moment. And I have actually found on imposter syndrome, I, that's something that I touch wood, like have never really suffered with that badly. Oh, you're but, so lucky. But in saying that, since coming to Bali, really bad. So in what sense though? Like because questioning not- everything I post. Like I'll post anyway. But I'm questioning, like, my, like, I'm, I'm questioning myself a lot. Like, as in, um, my self-worth as a coach. Like, really? am I good enough? Yeah. Whereas I'm here sitting beside her, because I'm obviously just started, and I'm like, you're like a role model. Like, she's honestly incredible. Oh. No, like, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I said it to her already, like, five million times. Yeah, we're times. very, <laughs> like, over, we're very honest with each other. Yeah, so like, it's like, I wonder what is triggering that. Do you think it's the people in Bali? There's so many successful people here. I think, especially in this industry, yeah, by the way. Like, I think it's not, I think it's that, and I think it's the fact that I'm listening to a lot of external noise and not listening to what I want to do. So basically, I'm listening to lots of other people um coaches yeah. are like in the same kind of industry as me and they're like expressing all their ideas which are absolutely amazing and I'm like how do they think of that and that's so amazing and this this and this and then Comparison. I'm like why haven't I thought of that or well, should I be doing that or should I be doing more of what they're doing and then I'd pull myself back and be like Kate that has nothing got to do with what you want to do so and it was really getting me down I was like like why can't I be like that or why can't I be that creative or completely comparing myself completely yeah. until I realized okay Kate you need to stay in your own lane and focus on yourself and what that meant for me was just bringing it all back like being like you focus on you your business your clients that's what means the most to you and ever since I've kind of reassured myself in the fact that I have things that I want to do and I don't have to have them done straight away. This is my thing. I need mm. to, if I have loads of ideas, so I have lots of ideas and I'll, I'll write them down. And if I don't bring them to fruition straight away, which some of them are going to take a long time. Some of them are going to take a couple of years. This is the but this is the patience. Well. Yeah, instant gratification, but patience. I have no mm. patience. So I'm like, if I don't see it happening within the next couple of months, then I'm like, is there even a point? See, it is hard though. And like, especially in the industry we're in, like there's so many different like things we can explore, which is incredible. Like there's so many different avenues that yeah, you have within your coaching. Yeah. And we're 
similar but different aspects and I think sometimes you can get overwhelmed and sidetracked by it and then yeah of like what like you should like should you what be should take more your most energy yeah you should be focusing more on this and yeah I just found like I was like trying putting all of this pr- unnecessary pressure on myself like yeah unnecessary pressure like and my dad always says and he'll be listening pressures for tires Kate which it is so and my mom always says that she's like Kate I'd hate for be in your brain for a day because it just goes 90 miles an yeah, hour it's, it's like I thought I was yeah you're definitely beat me in that realm yeah like everyone says it Kelsey says the same. she's like whoa like your brain is <laughs> it really is non-stop she's so chill as well she's yeah, like yeah two of us together in a room god yeah like it is my and Maeve as well Maeve and Lo other Maeve have you, you haven't met other Maeve I was like you? I will know what um, Maeve I Hala. have met I met her she was no side. that's Maeve that's a different Maeve there's how many Maeve Maeve's are there I thought yeah, there was loads of Maeves. that's Maeve Fahey and then Maeve O'Connell but spelled which way Maeve is M-E-A-D-B M-E-A-D-H-B-H My way? Right? Yeah, you're, you're Should I? I've only ever met one other Maeve I spelled my way I think she's spelled that way she, Oh my god, so sorry Maeve if you're not spelled it's that important way It's important Other Maeve is spelled M-A-E-V-E Okay O'Connell. Yeah, no, I met her She was the one beside me No, no that's very funny <laughs> <laughs> Other uh, Maeve is Maeve O'Connell I'm not used to yet. so many Maeves in you, my life You might meet her later One's enough for me But Other Maeve Maeve O'Connell Hi Maeve Yeah, no, actually yeah, she, I'd love to meet you um, <laughs> She was saying the same to me that like her brain kind of works similar to mine that it just goes like a million miles an hour. So I have been actively trying to meditate a lot mm. to calm it down. But that's it. So it's like that's a hyper not a hyper vision state, but it it is it is to someone. I think and it's like that's something <laughs> no, I was gonna okay, touch. You're not <laughs> no, but me. I'm the same, but in a different way because like that was going back to the nervous system regulation side of things, like. I literally just shared a post in my story this morning about it because like hypervigilance basically roots back to an inner child wound of some sort or experience, like not necessarily. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like basically you adapt to, for various different reasons, like say um, one or more of your parents or like caretakers was emotionally dysregulated Ooh. and that kind of was the ruled the household and like the, the, the mood and the theme of you know That's how you guys really operated interesting or you parentified you're parentified so that means basically you were then had to step up as like the parental role so the, the, there's so many different ways it can happen but in yeah I'm not going to talk about my particular case because that's obviously private but like for me I'm a hypervigilant person and that basically then means that I'm constantly like I used to think it was like I was just really good at reading people, but it's hypervigilance. So I can tell straight away all the different things in your body language, everything, how you speak, your tone of voice. If there's something that changes, I'll automatically think that I've done something wrong or something's wrong or something's changed. Even if it's like completely nothing's changed. Okay. So it just means you're on edge. It means you're expecting something. You're always waiting for something. Like say, for example, say my sibling like we were chatting and she did something like my sister she changed like her the way she was sitting and I it came across as hostile I'd be like yeah is she gonna get you know what I mean like uh, so, is, is something bad gonna happen yeah is which obviously wouldn't have happened my sister's okay. name is Kate as well yeah love you Kate so nice yeah um, but yeah no like it wouldn't happen in that case that's just an example but hypervigilance but no, that comes really, in different forms that so yours really, is like um, that really uh-huh. relates like the way you've just Explain. described it there. yeah there's really different ways. does relate to me though yeah like a lot yeah so, so that's, that's just two of a few ways but once again if that's something it's you find interesting, interesting. Yeah. oh it's just like honestly like I wish 
looking back, I had done a degree, like no hate to my global business or my law and business masters, but like I find this stuff so interesting, but I never allowed myself to explore my creative and what I thought was interesting. I wanted to do things that I thought I was good at and it would get me a job. But if I could look back now and go back That's in time. That's the mindset in Ireland, unfortunately, yeah. like that. I think we all, and I don't know, maybe was this for you, you as well, but I'm not sure. But in my scenario, my mom and dad, shout out to you guys, yeah. supported me in anything I did. So even with school, I pushed myself so much in school. Like, mm. no, not not in, um from first year to fifth year, not really. I was always quite good at school quite studious at yeah, the subjects I liked but I didn't really yeah. push I Same. wouldn't have said I pushed myself at all really actually I was quite the opposite I was like ah fake it it's grand but when it came to sixth year I was like no I this I'm putting everything into my leaving cert leaving cert is the be all and end all I'm not worth anything unless I get over 500 points these are all the things I'm telling myself okay so I moved to school and I'm so grateful to my mom and dad they they paid for um, a grind school in Limerick, Limerick tutorial and when I went there I was putting all this unnecessary pressure under myself to get points for a course that I didn't even want to do So I wanted to do secondary school teaching. That was what I'd set out to do. But because that that course was only 300 and something points and it was arts, it was a Bachelor of Arts. Perception. I was like, oh my God, I am not going to be seen doing arts. What the hell? Mm. Up on my high horse, looked down, looked down at arts, honest, being completely honest. At that stage, when I was, what, 17, yeah, 18? Yeah, you were listening to other people's opinions. Listening to other people's opinions, being like, oh my God, that's true, that's only 300 and something points. Why would you do arts? Like, and people would be laughing at arts. People still laugh at arts. Don't laugh at arts. No, honestly. honestly. And like, they're usually <laughs> the most creative freaking people ever. Yeah, so like, then I put primary school teaching down as my first choice. Guys, I couldn't think of anything worse than doing primary school teaching, but mm. it was just because the po- points were higher. So then worked day and night, day and night, like for my leaving cert, didn't deem myself good enough if I didn't do, if I didn't get over 90% in my good subjects. Well, I I wasn't too hard myself in other subjects that I wasn't as good at, but like if I didn't get, do really, really well in the likes of English and French music, things like that, I would have completely like, to a point of bawling crying Recessing, because yeah. I was like I am not good enough like mm. this I'm, and then I'd give up I'd be like no I'm not good enough blah blah, blah. pull my hair out my mum was like no one could speak during your leaving sir because <gasps> it was I, I was they called a me a demon, demon. <laughs> <laughs> no I was just I was saying this to my sister-in-law the other day because she was there the whole time and she was like Maeve we were just like laughing me and my her, her, her husband yeah. my brother they were like laughing upstairs and I was like shut like, I was like, I'm not having fun, so you can't have fun. Like, I hated my life. Like That was me. Like, I've fucking, come home from school. Like, Gollum, school. like. Yeah, I come home from school at 10 o'clock, and, like, everyone was on eggshells with my brother. Yeah. My brother was like, how's like, Maeve today? And I was like, oh my God. Like, We're all the same. Being like, I may leave it. And the next thing I just start bawling, crying. But what like, I That's hypervigilance right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. On both ends. Yeah, imagine. So, like, I then... Basically, I missed primary school teaching, got arts instead, and I was mortified. 
mortified telling people I was like oh my god like yeah missed out on the primary school teaching oh what are you doing now I'm doing arts and it was and everyone would would look down on you if you did arts like even still I feel like if you say to people oh yeah I've um a bachelor of arts degree like I I studied English and French some people are a lot more open they're like oh my god that's amazing like wow well done and then other people are still like haha you did arts and I'm like guys arts was actually really difficult when I went this, into it then, this is the small it was time. actually really difficult and I picked yeah. two subjects that I was really good at so I was really good at English and French oh same and <gasps> languages oh my yeah. god we speak oui, a bit of French oui. <laughs> oh my god I don't know how we just didn't know that that's not my French accent by the way um, but <laughs> oh my god yeah but basically like really enjoyed it really enjoyed the course that I didn't want to do because of other people like it was I, I was like scared of what other people thought of me and on top of that ended up going through that course thinking I wanted to do secondary school teaching until third year of college and I realised I didn't want to but do you it. never know what you, the thing is like, I and think you're not meant, you're not to, meant know. to know and like I went through my whole life but as I said I'm an open book so I'd always be like guys how do you know what you want to do like I'd be like I don't know what I want to do and yeah. I'm halfway through my college and degree. people will pretend that they know they, what that's they want the to issue. do so just challenge that just be like no everyone's in the same boat yeah. even if they say they want to be a doctor since they're like five years old that has been most likely <laughs> <laughs> uh, from like uh, some sort of like not pressure most of the time it's actually just influence from like their father Ex- who was a doctor yeah. and like in my case my dad was a lawyer so I was convinced I was gonna be like on suits you know like the lawyers oh my suits. god Harvey Specter like because I would have been I would I can imagine myself in like in a suit yeah okay with like you know boss and people but yeah. like that wasn't what made me tick it wasn't like my passion I was really good at it but that's what I mean but so- I wasn't in love with like, it. I dreaded studying it. I was like, oh. But that's what I mean. And it's like, every, like I genuinely thought I wanted to be a teacher. And like that, like lots of, I have lots of teachers in my family. My yeah. grandmother was a teacher and she absolutely loved it. And I genuinely thought that I would like to be a teacher. I really, really did. You're teaching people in a different way. Yep, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So oh, Sorry, now, I definitely cut across your point. No, no, no. Okay, but that, that's exactly it. So like, yeah, you're coaching, I'm personal training, I'm coaching, but it is a form of teaching people 100% like she's taught you know? me just so much in the last three days alone but like <laughs> you've taught me so much yeah. you know what I mean I've Different learned so much from you yeah. just seeing what other people see yeah. you know what I mean just getting the especially other especially because we're new to each other's lives like yeah. I'm, I'm meeting you exactly I'm seeing your what, like you know I'm meeting your, your person right now and you do, you're so used to who you are that you and I think friends are so used to who I oh. am that they wouldn't see it as much as like it's definitely a real thing like you your family would? too right yeah. yeah you know they're like oh yeah sure that's just the way Kate is mad thing like cause yeah I, sure I do come across half mad like I am half mad like, no but, but so am I I think we're all weird yeah <laughs> Like, I actually honestly think people who pretend they're not weird are the weirdest people because, like, they're just containing it on side. Like, we like to express yeah, it. Yeah, we do. We do. You know, we here and there, we dabble. It's, it's nice. You'll see it's more nice. of it. I'm going to definitely, as I am as I go on, show my true colours. Yeah, so we all like. need to get Maeve to hop on the vlogging train. So yes. we're getting her on YouTube. I have my camera with me, and it's a vlogging camera that I got for Christmas a few years ago. But... I just never thought. Maeve, I know. okay, you need to make a promise for the podcast. Okay, okay. By next week, you will see. By we, next week, yes. What are we Come gonna? On. Okay, we'll have to vlog this week then. Something. We'll vlog this week. Do a weekly vlog this week. Yeah. Or you could do an It'll introduction. It'll just be loads of us working. Yeah. yeah. It'll just be us yeah. Yeah. eating pancakes. <laughs> so it'll be like day one. <laughs> pancakes. Day two. 
pancakes. pancakes. Or maybe, like, maybe we'll spice it up with a chocoholic smoothie bowl. Oh, yeah, we did try that. That was we really good. We ventured out. Really good. And we got the chocoholic Sorry, smoothie Sorry, this is a shout-out to Ify as well. Yeah, she owns Hungry La. She owns Hungry La. Shout-out to you, honestly. Only for And the it. chef, obviously. Yeah. Oh, my God. And everyone that works there, they're all so nice. Yeah, they're our Oh, faves. my God, they're so, so nice. So how long do you plan on staying in Bali? So that's, yeah, that was a question that I didn't have an answer to for a while. Because when I intended to come back out here, it was, I didn't have an end date in mind. Wait, me, when did you actually get here? Just two weeks ago. I know, but I've been here. So I was here for two months before keeping in mind. So and like, then you I'm very accustomed to yeah, Bali. Okay. But I came back after four months in Ireland, which was so painful. Um, <laughs> we love you, Ireland. We love you. I love Ireland. <laughs> I love but Ireland. you know when I don't know if this is something anyone else has felt before. But have you ever felt like you're not meant to be somewhere so much that the everything about it rejects you? Yeah. Like I was like I didn't feel aligned with anything and. Ev- everything yeah so and it wasn't to do with people it was to do with where I wanted to go with my future yeah and I so that's why I was so excited to get back here even like it's so nice like even me meeting you Maeve I wouldn't have met you know what I mean and like it's so nice because we're so like-minded and Mm. that's what Bali is like you meet so many like-minded people who are for you you know what I mean who are rooting for you and who are genuinely like trying to help supportive you. there's no jealousy really yeah, like it's just at like all. at I all not in my experience yeah I'm like you think you'd expect it in the same industry but like for no. example Kate this has like been my biggest fan and she's like <laughs> like she, 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 I've only been I only launched like a few months ago officially but I've been working on it behind the scenes for a while and one of the reasons that I didn't launch for so long or start sooner was because of my fear of failure and imposter syndrome so and yeah. what really like what really made was your kind of point where you were like no I'm just doing this now so I when you're speaking about your emotional rock bottom I can really relate to that that. because I always thought that I reached it you know every year I was had depressive periods essentially where I'd feel really really low and I was like this is what rock bottom felt like and no it's not rock bottom is when you lose absolutely everything both physically or like your perceptions of things are just blown up to pieces. And, you know, as I said, when I was last here, my life was completely different. I had a partner, like I had a job in corporate. That's I had like... And did you enjoy that job out of curiosity? Um, so this is actually something that people are super curious about. So I'm going to keep y'all... On you know Ooh, yeah this will be because this is something Cliff, that I said I would speak about cliffhanger yeah, okay, okay. but I would say that yes and no I felt the people that I worked with like I actually made really good friends when I was there okay and the place that I worked was an incredible firm like oh my god the most understanding people of my particular situation okay that's, however that's amazing even though that was the best fit like I wouldn't have probably fit anywhere else any better it's still the the job fit wasn't good for me because as I said really poor stress management and in that sort of dynamic it's very formal and it's and very imagine like it is very like st- like stressful yeah because well like you're suddenly expected to go from being you know academic which I was to applying this theory which we never did in real life meaningful context where people's businesses are relying on you and like it's terrifying obviously like you're at the bottom of the pool so like they're going to be vetting everything and making sure it's perfect but yeah especially if you're suffering from imposter syndrome or perfectionism you're just like even when they're like good job you're like no it's not so I think for me part of this venture 
going back to the point about what made me start this was reaching that rock bottom, realizing that I've, no matter how qualified I've been, because I have qualifications in everything I'm doing now, like I have a PT qualification, yoga certification and uh, nutrition certification. So I have all of them, right? So it's so typical of me yeah. to do all the courses. Yeah. But like I had all those qualifications and I still didn't feel Good like enough. I was enough. And I was top class every year. Like, so yeah. same applies to this. I was like, no, I'm going to do it now. Like I reached emotional rock bottom. Um, it was basically make or break. And I like to say this, it was both break and make. Like it broke okay. me. And then and it, it made, made me, it was like, a, yeah. I said this to my friend the other day, I feel like I was reborn this yeah, year. Yeah, that's exactly. And like that might sound a bit mad no. to you, but it's true. Like it's I'm a different person to this person sitting. I wouldn't be talking on a camera, firstly. Yeah. Fucking nerves would have been through the roof. Yeah. Like my nervous system, it's healed, baby. Yeah, and maybe even like you saying that, it's probably because as well, it's like you finally are doing something that you're passionate about. It's aligned that with me. your cup. Oh yeah. You know like I, I mean? love like, I love chatting. Even you chat yeah. about it. Like you're so like, I just oh my God, guys. Like, I know. Like, listen, I love like coming know? on to my stories, chatting to people, people reaching out to me and like how I can help them personally because like I'll chat about it more personally on like another platform. But yeah. like we relate on so many levels. Like I also had an eating disorder, a different type. And that's why for me, it's such an important venture because for me getting into the gym, I was 16, 17 um, I was recovering from an eating disorder and it was the reason that I survived and got yeah, past a traumatic event mad, that triggered that eating it? disorder. So it was, for me, it's to help people kind of transform their relationship with their mind, body and spirit. Like, yeah. it's like, I don't want anyone to experience what I did or if they did, I'm going to help them learn yeah. how to get to a point that I'm at now. Because I, while I'm not particularly at a, my leanest state, because I'm trying to do a bulk in Bali, which is impossible. But yeah, it's really I'm vegetarian. Like, yeah, it's re protein in Bali doesn't exist. Negligible. It's quite, it's quite heartbreaking. It's quite concerning, actually. It's quite heartbreaking. Yes, but basically, like, like my body image right now is still positive, even though, like, I if I look in the mirror and I'm still like, you know, this is not the leanest I've been or whatever. That's not triggering to me anymore because why? I, 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 because you've worked I, on yeah, your inner love. self. I don't look at myself. I don't check myself out in the mirror as much as well because my whole self worth doesn't yeah, revolve around how I look anymore. It's, it's actually great. insane. And just going back to the point, Maeve, that you made on that you just felt like reborn again. Yeah, like that was essentially me once I got through like my eating disorder and my body image because my body image was also absolutely horrific. Mm. And once I came out the other side of that, I was like, you kind of feel a bit untouchable. I was actually oh, like, yeah. okay, can't like break obviously, me. yeah, like obviously, <laughs> guys, there's still days where I have bad body image and stuff like that. Oh, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. so normal. What I'm saying is my whole life now doesn't revolve around counting calories or how I look. You know what I mean? It's like, I honestly, because I heal myself from the inside out, which I, all, mm. which I thought was bullshit. I was like, this is all a load of bull like yeah. I was like this doesn't work it's because we're not taught about it in our in yeah Ireland. we're not it's like, we're not taught we're about not taught about anything important about like yeah. taxes yeah we're not taught about oh my god psychology like, anything at all <laughs> you know what I mean and I think like that's why we're so like oh that doesn't work like we don't like yeah believe that it, that will it'll, that will work you know you mean you, you go to the doctor you're given tablets like you you're told oh like it's something there's a, it, there's a magic pill for everything yeah. but there's no magic or pill or a quick fix you know it's what a hard I mean? truth 
terrible. Yeah, I love to it. This. I was like, I finally met someone who talks as much as me. It's absolutely ideal. Yeah. But basically, I think I was saying just that I like the way you were saying you felt kind of reborn. Uh, yes. That's exactly how I felt once I healed my relationship with food and my body image, which took a long, long, long time. But basically, this That's is what, what I was saying, actually. Yes. I'm in Bali now, and a lot of people think that, like, Bali... Oh, yeah, Bali is obviously a place where there's loads of people in fitness. You're seeing amazing crossfitters, really, like, lean physiques. Really healthy. Lots like, of bodybuilders, yeah. loads of these, like gym bunnies or oh, yeah. all this and nothing wrong with it Fair everyone ass, yeah everyone do you yeah you do you <laughs> Luke Gaines and all gorgeous like absolutely oh, amazing admiring but them. I can now admire them and not compare yes. myself oh man that was a big one for me you're like home. I can now admire them not compare yeah. myself I don't feel like I should look like them no I don't compare myself to them I'm some most days I'm bloated because we're in Bali yeah, and the food's in the air with Bali like whatever and I, and I don't care I don't care it's so I don't but I actually don't know where when that happened for me because even that's why I'm saying I'm so happy I'm meeting you now when I've gone through this yeah. experience and we're both you know kind on, on the, the same, same trajectory level. yeah, yeah because God. literally six months ago man like even though as I said going back to no matter how many times someone said to me that you know if I looked nice or whatever I just, there was always like insecurities, which I'll talk about more personally. But like for me, I would look at a girl and I'd be like, I just look to see what she had that I didn't. And even though other people would say to me, and this isn't me coming, hopefully it doesn't come across cocky. People would That's say to me to that like well, I would like. have the whole package and I'd be like, no, I fucking don't. Like I don't yeah, have, because no, I naturally, much. I naturally am very straight. And the only reason that I'm not is because of the gym and eating you know because I have a fast metabolism um so yeah like it's just so funny that now at this point in time like the amount of girls I've just come up to recently and I've been like your bikini's unreal or you look yeah. unreal like and that's not something that I would have been able to I just compared myself yeah. I didn't even realize I was doing it until my friends and Pointed close ones out. were like you have such self-worth issues and that's where the self-love comes in and like you just start to really appreciate yourself and like love uh, yourself yeah Give yourself a hug. <laughs> oh, I think we'll end on that. Yeah. That was really nice. Oh, this yeah, is we'll fun, guys. This is really we so could literally fun. talk here for... Yeah, we could literally all be night, here But we next. actually have a party to go to. Yeah, guys, we have somewhere to be. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> We're important people. Yeah. We need to get out we're of here. busy, busy day. No, mainly we Who need to eat for us. I don't know. I just... We're basically going to a barbecue, aren't we? It's basically... I don't know. It's not going to be up before... You put this up, so yeah. There's this one party that, like all of Changu is invited to, so it's gonna be chaotic. Changu is a place in Bali, I'm so, so yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. There's pole actually... dancing involved. Oh God! Imagine us trying to do that. that I'm wearing was... I'm wearing heels, and the, the host actually came up to me today and was like, "I'll need you to partake in some," and I was like. <laughs> Okay, we'll have to see how you know tipsy I get. I'll, I'll, yeah, I can vlog that. That'll be on the YouTube vlog. Lads, I can't pull that. Like I've heard, it's really good for like body positivity. Apparently, you'll. That's Apparently. my next venture. First was oh my time. Do that together. Yeah. Oh my Girl. god, we're okay. gonna be like. Imagine, oh lads, that'll be so funny. Yeah. I'm honestly the clumsy, clumsy person ever. Anyway, love you, Levy. Maeve, thanks so much for coming on. It's been so fun. We'll so chat again fun. soon, no doubt. Chat soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.